This is the Podcast Inc. production. Booyah! This is the moment podcasting fans listening around the world have been waiting for. Coming to you not so live from a listening device of your choice. It's time! Podcasting out of this corner, a mixed martial talker, holding no professional record. He stands at six feet one and one half inches tall, weighing in at whatever he feels like, hailing out of Toronto, Ontario, Canada, presenting the sometimes angry, always funny, Self-proclaimed podcasting champion of the world, Steve Fingerstyles! So, welcome to another rendition of the podcast. I am here once again, always again, and brought to you by Black Belt CBD. If you're into CBD products and you like CBD products, and hopefully you are because this week I have a fighter on, so you most likely use CBD products or want to, for the first time, you can go to blackbeltcbdproducts.com, use promo code THEPODCAST25. They ship within North America. They have everything from tonics to rub-ons to lotions. They they specialize mostly in jujitsu recovery. So if you are a fighter and you need that type of shit, go to blackbeltcbdproducts.com. And if you're a woman that so happens to be listening to the show today, thank you very much. And if you like to shop online, go to poppyapparel.com. Use promo code THEPODCAST with a capital D. You'll get 10% off. It's free shipping after you spend $50, and they ship worldwide. And please help me get my ratings up and boost everything by subscribing. And like I just mentioned, rating. Give me five stars, thumbs up, whatever platform you listen to. That's very important. It's also just as important as subscribing. So the platforms you could pretty much listen to me on is everything, but I'll run some down. It's iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and also I'm a part of the Pod Bros Network. If you like to listen on a computer with a computer screen in front of you, go to podbros.com. They have my show there, a bunch of other shows that I'm a part of too. And if you shop on Amazon, click on their Amazon banner. It takes you two seconds, free of charge, helps them out, helps me out. So this week's guest is a mixed martial artist with a professional record of 18-4-1. I always hate those ones in a record. I don't know why. It just pisses me off sometimes. Mostly because when I play UFC, the video game, I don't like to get a draw. But anyways, let me continue here. He has seven knockouts, five submissions. He's competed in the lightweight division for the UFC. I present Leo the Lion Kuntz. Thanks, Steve. Glad to be here, man. Thanks for having me. No, thank you, my friend. What's going on? Oh, not much. Just enjoying the weather uh, here down in sunny South Florida. You know, it's getting to be that time of year. We're hitting those, uh, getting close to triple digits down here. So That's great. I wish. We haven't, okay, up here we use Celsius, but I, I know what triple digits sort of means. It, that's about 40 degrees for us up here for, for Canadians. 
And we still haven't even, we're probably hovering around 55, 60. And we think that's already summer. You got people walking out here in shorts, in t-shirts. Well, you being from North Dakota, you know that it gets fucking cold in the winters, right? So as soon as there's a little glimpse of sunlight, everyone thinks it's fucking beach time. (laughs) Yeah, I know about the weather up there. So, uh, you know, I'm no stranger to that. That's honestly one of the reasons I really enjoy living down here in South Florida. But but how do you do yeah, with, with the humidity? Because I hate humidity, and I know it's very humid in Florida. You get used to it. I mean, and it's not like you get used to the cold. But cold's a little bit. You don't ever get really used to it, though. You know, like right. you still get hypothermia no matter how long you lived in the cold. No kidding, right? So obviously you're in Florida because you're with ATT. And how did you start training in North Dakota? Like North Dakota is not a hotbed for MMA. And obviously you grew up. You were born and raised there. Oh. It's not really. I mean, it's, you know, college football and college hockey are pretty, we have really good programs, you know, collegiate programs for both of those sports. But, uh, you know, wrestling and boxing, combat sports, not really that popular in the area. Not that it's not popular, but it's certainly not the the mainstay of the area. So the Midwest wrestling is pretty popular throughout the Midwest, North Dakota included, but still takes like a backseat to football, basketball. You know, those are basically the main two sports in that region here or in North Dakota. So what got you into MMA then? Like if, if there was no exposure, what, what what batted your eye towards it and you thought you could do it for a living? Well, I was a wrestler. I was young in high okay. school and I was always uh, just a roughhouser and, you know, I just liked doing that type of stuff and grew up watching rock movies right. Bruce Lee movies and yep. playing video games wanting to be a fighter boxer whatever you know of course started off boxing you know I'm 35 years old so that was a popular combat sport when I was growing up was boxing and the Rocky movies and all that stuff so um so yeah I mean you know then it just it just got to be one of those things where you know wrestling was I was ne- never I wrestled in college for a little bit but I never liked it I was never that great of a college wrestler Right. It's just a lot different than high school, you know. It's just it's much more competitive. You're not there with all your friends. You're just there with a bunch of people. Right. All you know. So <laughs> and you make new friends, yeah, and all that stuff. It's great. Wrestling is a great sport. I encourage it for anybody. Right. But the collegiate wrestling just wasn't my speed. And from there, I actually got hurt in college wrestling. Oh, wow. uh, the first year, the, the only year I wrestled in college, yeah, I got hurt. And uh, I was up, missed the whole first season, and I came, I, I was getting healthy enough to where I was getting off the crutches and things like that, so I was going back in the wrestling room just to watch practices and things like that, and uh, after the wrestling practice, some MMA guys uh, showed up that had permission to use the gym, or the mats, after after the wrestling practice was over. Right. And that's actually how I got my first exposure into MMA training. Oh, wow. Yeah, and then there, from that point there, I just, I never even went back. I've never seen another wrestling man unless it was for MMA. <laughs> so what do you enjoy most about MMA then? Since you said you weren't such a great wrestler and, you know, it wasn't your thing, what have you gravitated more towards in the MMA genre? Well, I mean, I was a pretty good wrestler. I, you know, I did. I placed second in the state tournament. Okay, so year, yeah. Years. Yeah, so I was, I was a good wrestler, but at the collegiate level, it's just things are a little bit different, you know. Okay. It's much more. Competitive, but and it's just it's luck. There's no you don't have anything else. You're not doing anything else besides wrestling when you're a college wrestler, right? You know, during the wrestling season, anyways. So 
Um, but uh, yeah, no, I just you know it's uh, it's rewarding. You know, if I was a competitor, I always I played football, I was always involved in sports, I always mm. competed. So, yeah, so it just was like the nat- the next natural progression for me. And I after my first couple fights, I pretty quickly realized that I'd have a reasonable chance of you know taking the taking taking things to the highest level. No, that's pretty cool. Okay, what I always want to know too with fighters, I, I still haven't yet asked this to a fighter that's been on, your walkout songs. Now, how do you go through the pro... Do you want something to hype you up? Do you want something... Because to me, sometimes songs is either a way to hype you up or for a memory, or is it something that, again, I don't know, like I've, I've never gone through this, but I would assume it's to hype you up, no? Yeah, I mean, it could be different things depending on what you're going through for that certain fight, you know, and maybe some certain fights just are, you know, you're just riding that roller coaster where you're just in it and you just want something that's up-tempo and up-pace. Right. And other times you just actually are just having really a great time and you're just having fun and that's all you want to do is just keep having fun so you got something light and kind of easy listening, you know, not so heavy and hard and, you know, and there's guys you got to come out to the gangster rap right. or, or whatever. It's, you know, I mean, it just kind of, you know, what, what you're feeling at that time for me and everyone's different. Some guys have one song that they've had their, you know, I was one of them when I first started fighting. I had one song, Played It Out by Lincoln Park. Nice. And I was, you know, probably my five, 10, 15, you know, fights or something like that. It was Lincoln Park, Played It Out. <laughs> That's pretty cool, yeah, because I always want to know, because like you just mentioned, a lot of guys do come out to the same song, and I think that's more of a superstitious thing, probably, no? Something along those lines, yeah, fighters tend to be superstitious people, got some weird, weird habits and, you know, traditions and not... Know, not washing gears were right. probably one of the weirdest things for some fighters you know like oh yeah I got one pair of shorts I never wash or some <laughs> stupid shit you know you know what I mean you're right so do you have any then or they gotta eat I mean I'm not I never really did get too much like that I mean I don't have any superstitions that really stuck with me I get really you know cranky if things don't go the way I want it to go the week of uh, you know the week weight cut so that's the biggest thing that week if things ain't going right you know i'm just on edge and whatever so friends and family know to just leave me alone <laughs> all right you've other than fighting for the ufc I've, I've pulled up some of your stats here and where you fought I, I hope this is correct because i do want to talk about this you fought twice for a playboy organization um yeah actually well yeah, I did. First time was, first time was um, at a casino in North Dakota. Okay. Yeah, and it was uh, uh, like a qualifying fight, and that fight qualified me for a fight at the actual Playboy Mansion in uh, in uh, Bay. So oh. that's yeah, and I actually fought. Um, guy I fought down there was uh, one of Gilbert Melendez's uh, fighter, a fighter and Gilbert Melendez was like grooming bringing up and, right. uh, yeah at that time he was only one and two, he had took a couple fights that you know, took some fights against tough opponents 
because he was supposed to be he was a tough up and coming guy, but mm-hmm. his record got upside down real fast. But he was a tough dude. Missed weight by five pounds, but yeah, I still went in there and ended up. He ended up getting DQ'd because oh, uh, yeah, he was it was in a boxing match mm-hmm. and he kept fleeing the ring. And he oh. the third time they DQ'd him, okay. third time in one round because I get him down and knock him down pull out from under the ropes he mm-hmm. pulled himself up the cage from under the rope out of the ring from under the ropes mm-hmm. and then the ref would you know because that's fleeing the cage right and yeah so he did that three times in a row and the last time he did it i just ch- I chased him right through the ropes just kept chasing mm-hmm. pounding after him through the ropes i mean basically like rolled off the stage mm-hmm. and rolled off the ring you know and yeah, and then they called it. They called it after that. <laughs> okay, I, I need to know what was the purse? Was it like a night with a Playboy bunny, or did you get like to have a threesome with a few of them? Like, what's going on? Can't disclose that. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Sorry, that's contractually obligated. <laughs> that's the whole reason why I brought it up. I was just curious of that point. That's all. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm contractually obligated to uh, not disclose any of that information. Gotcha. No worries. <laughs> okay, so like I mentioned, you're also part of the UFC, but briefly you made an appearance on. I was. Yeah, you were. Yeah, exactly. You you made an, a brief appearance on the Ultimate Fighter back on season 16, 2012, right? More or less. Uh, is that correct? Uh, season sixteen, yeah, something like that. I can't okay. Well, I still used to watch it back then. Now I don't watch it as much, but that's when it was still, I guess, in its heyday. And you don't get into the house, but you were fighting in the qualifier, correct? Yeah. Okay, so you fought Sam Alvey. Yeah. Who is a stud in his own right. And w- the luck you have, you got to fight one of the best guys in the house right off the bat just to qualify. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you didn't make it in first off. And I'm the type of person where in when I'm down in my lowest, because I'm not to say that I'm putting words in your mouth, but if, if I was in your shoes, that would have been one of my lowest points, not getting into the UFC at that point in time. Spoiler, obviously you went back in 2015, but to me, I get a lot of motivation from haters, from naysayers, from tripping up so many times that it gives me even more motivation to do better because I think if I didn't screw up as much in my life, I would not try as hard either. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I agree there for sure. Yeah, you know, that's how you learn and you pay away for the future and you you know, you, you learn how to, what mistakes not to do, what, what, what things to do, what actions to take that help you to, you know, move you down the right direction that you're supposed to be going down so yeah it's uh you know that's that so no that's awesome because yeah and like i said most people are just giving it up right there and said fuck it i'm gonna go do whatever i i'm gonna do professionally somewhere else a nine to fiver or something right and to me it was more of a good thing really i mean i was just happy to be on the show and get the exposure and i knew i just needed to keep winning fights you know it'd be a matter of time so yeah exactly no one goes perfect i'm sorry there's no fighter that goes undefeated i well i guess Floyd Mayweather, but that's that's um, something else. <laughs> okay, and I'm sure you're you're tired to death to talk about what happened four years ago, that infamous fight you had with Taehyun Bang, where the how fixing thing was in effect, but not to all the listeners, because I don't have all MMA just based listeners, so I have some other like everyday listeners. For those who've never heard the story, like this is crazy to think that something like this actually happened in today's UFC. Okay, so so run it down to me. What exactly happened? He got hit with uh, trying to fix the fight where he was going to dive? Yeah, well, his lawyer and um, contacts from a, in his contact 
con- he con- his contacts reached out to me after he had confessed about what had happened because he was getting death threats, I believe. Oh, shit. He, uh, yeah, he had accepted money from uh, uh, Korean uh, organized crime elements. Wow. And he was had agreed to take a dive fight. But the UFC knew the gig was up, obviously, because a million-dollar bet, a million... A million dollar, a million dollars, and an additional hundred thousand dollar bet okay. came in, or fifty thousand dollar bet came in the night before the fight. So before we made history by having the first ever recorded, documented fight fixing in the UFC, mm-hmm. it was the highest ever single night odds swing. Oh. UFC as well. Wow, look at that. No wonder they knew the gig was up. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they knew because all of a sudden a million, and I didn't know this at the time because I'm not sports better. Right. But um, apparently that's how the odds, um, apparently that's how the odds, that's how they work the odds is by the amount of the bets that come in. Oh, really? See, I wasn't aware of that either. I thought it was just someone who sets it and then leading up to the date, it goes up or down and that's it. Oh, that's how the line works. The line actually works based on how the bets come in. Oh. So that's, yeah, yeah. So that's how they knew that something, all of a sudden a huge bet came in for me to win. Mm. Now, obviously, they know that it's him who's trying to take a dive for the fight. Right. You know? And then what happened is they talked to both of us. Mm minutes before we're going out to fight wow okay like the fight, we're on deck to fight right. and ufc brass comes to us well they came to me in my locker room and i know they went and talked to him because they told me that they were gonna mm-hmm. and uh they said oh hey we had this there's this big odd swing that came in and i didn't really know what this all Cement, you know what I mean? So yeah. I have no idea. I'm just like, yeah, shaking my head. I got no idea what the hell's going on. Okay, okay. And I have to leave. My coaches kind of start explaining to me what's going on. They're like, oh, yeah, I don't have nothing to worry about because they're like, it's, we know it can't be you because the bet went for you. You know, like, exactly. You can't guarantee a win. You can, you can guarantee a loss. Yeah. You can't guarantee a win. You know, so they're like, yeah, we're not worried about you. You know, they're like, it's obviously him trying to throw the fight. So they went and had a conversation with him and during that somewhere from the point of that conversation to the time that we fought, he reconsidered what he was supposed to do. And oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what, that's what he told to the Korean law enforcement. Oh, right. Cause they got involved too. That That's crazy. Cause you would think like, Prison. Oh, oh, did he, he ended up doing time for this. And Monson prison yeah oh shit because okay i've never been to asia obviously you got to fight there so you know obviously firsthand but you only know what you see in movies obviously being here in north america right so you always see in movies where you have the i'm sorry to say like the asian fighter or the russian fighter so to speak and the whole government's behind them they cover up everything they don't let anything come out so to see this actually happen in real time and having their own country Take this out. That's crazy. Much like that, though. They're very much like, hey, you got to do the right thing and be respectable. And so, if they found out that somebody 
if some Korean is doing something dishonorable there, you know what I mean? Like they want to make sure that they got it corrected. No, that's awesome though. Well, good. Well, yeah, if, if you're going to cheat, you, you should get punished for it. I'm sorry. <laughs> wow. Okay. So you mentioned to your training at ATT, you're down in Florida. Have you always just trained with ATT or do you jump around? Are you one of those guys that takes a little from everything or are you slowly just at one gym? Uh, since I've been at ATT, I mean, I basically, that's my full-time gym. That's my full-time camp. Where I train. Nice. Yeah. So that's where I've been, you know, quite a while now, four years. I've been there now, four years training out of that gym. So yeah, I haven't trained anywhere else. I mean, I do a little supplemental training with, um, with, uh, some people that I know down here. But other than that, all my training is at the, Oh, that's cool. Yeah, because like I said, there's a lot of fighters that like to jump back and forth and do a little bit of training here, a little bit of training there, and get a little bit of everywhere instead of... But I think, I don't know, again, this is me speaking out of my ass, but if I was to fight, I would want everything in one place. Why waste the time traveling and why waste the time going back and forth and having minds clash when you could have it all under one roof, correct? Yeah, yeah, that's really kind of it. And I mean, you know, at this point here with this gym that I'm training at here, I mean, uh, you know, we got highest level get you know guys at the highest level in your training every day so of course. don't don't get any better rolling partners sparring partners grappling partners in here what top team. what about fantasy uh, booking scenarios if, if you ha- okay you're a gamer so you you know how it is in, in a video game scenario situation you and your prime and someone else in their prime whatever weight class who fucking cares who would you want to fight in the so-called cage George St. Pierre, I suppose, of course, he's the king, right? Hey, yeah. Being Canadian, of course, I support him wholeheartedly. (laughs) That's not a bad one. George is is St. Pierre. And now what weight class? Would you want to do it at your weight class or at his? Well, I mean, 170 is my weight class. I just, I'm done fighting at 155. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Fights at 155. Oh, was that all it was? Yeah. I'm 17 and 1 as a welterweight. Oh, that's sick then. Okay, so yeah, you actually, you want to stay at welterweight then for sure. Okay, now growing up in Linton, North Dakota, not a lot of people know what goes on in North Dakota and everything. What did you do as a kid? Because... Obviously, it's not like big city folk. It's not all this shit. Like, were you out causing shit? Were you home playing video games? Like, what, what was your thing? Water or power or the internet or, you know. See, and that's why I'm bringing it up. Because I'm Canadian and people think the same of us. I'm kidding. We did have running water and electricity. We don't. Us Canadians don't have any of that yet. Just like the North Dakotans. Well, that's why I'm bringing it up, because we sort of have the same stereotypes, right? Because, well, with us, we live in igloos, we mac and cheese, and we have an accent and always say A, right? So yeah, that's right. that's why we could sort of relate on being the outsiders in, I guess, North America, so to speak. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I agree. So, so what was your thing growing up, man? Oh, I mean, I was mostly a video gamer when I was young, really. And then fishing, hunting, certain types. Hunting, pheasant hunting, I loved upland game hunting, still do. Um, you know, I never got into deer hunting as much just because less shooting, less hunting. Right. You shoot more when you're, you know, pheasant hunting, upland game hunting, you do a lot more shooting. Um, but 
Yeah, I mean, you know, played sports during the summertime, hung out, raised hell, drank, partied, chased women, while girls at that time, you know. Of so. course. So the usual typical stuff, I guess. That's right. Nothing out of the ordinary. <laughs> so what about now? You still a gamer to this day? I am, yeah, yeah. I still, I took, I had quite a long hiatus when I first got signed by the UFC. That was the first thing that I did was quit gaming. It was one of the first things because I was like, well, such a time hill. I already got into the sport late, so I was like, I need to use my time wisely. So then I quit gaming for a while, but then about two, three years, well, when the Xbox One X came out, I was when I actually decided to get a, buy a new system. So, oh, okay. So you're more of an Xbox guy versus a PlayStation? an Xbox guy. Oh, see, I'm the opposite. And this was going so well. I'm only a PlayStation guy. Yeah, well, see you later. <laughs> I know, right? Just end it right here. Game over. <laughs> well, when you're not cutting weight, what's your go-to food? What do you like to splurge on? Uh, uh, I mean, I like sweet stuff, I guess. Oh, you like, got a sweet tooth? Yeah, but like baked goods. You know what I mean? Like pastries and not like candy crap like that. No, I totally understand because my background is Portuguese. My parents came from Portugal and we have the best pastries. I'm sorry. I'll contend our pastries to any other country in, around the world. And I'm, yeah, I, I'm the same shit. I don't like candy either. I'm not into like candy bars or chocolate bars or however you call them. But pastries, yeah, that's my shit. Like a good croissant, a good tart of some sort, like stuff like that. Oh, I love to death. What about weird eating habits? Do you do anything? Um, faster. Well, because, okay, here's one. Of, one of mine is I'm one of those guys that does, okay, I'm not sort of that picky, but I don't like my foods touching each other on the plate, if that makes sense. Oh, shit. <laughs> you just wolf it all down, right? Yeah, I don't give a shit. Because <laughs> there's okay. Here's some people like I pulled up this online, and some people. Let, let's see if this bothers you. What about eating in the dark? Are you a fan of eating in the dark? Doesn't bother me. What about Cheeto fingers? Do you, if you eat Cheetos, do you like licking them off or do you wash them off? When I was younger, I licked them off. Now I don't even eat Cheetos. <laughs> but if I do. It depends. I'll lick them off if I don't have any other choice, but I prefer to wash them off. Yeah, I don't eat as much Cheetos, but yeah, when I was younger, I was the same way. A person here is saying that they eat everything in a bowl. doesn't matter what it is. Pizza, it doesn't matter. Everything needs to be served in a bowl for them. <laughs> and just crazy stuff. Um, no one eats anything from a microwave. That I could understand, but I guess that's more of a, a quirkiness. Yeah, Right? Same thing here. Nothing fried, nothing. So it's nothing really out of the ordinary. But I know this. I, I don't know if I brought this up before on the show, but I'll bring it up now since we're talking about food. I went to this barbecue once, and I, I want to know if you do something like this because I found this so disgusting. So we went to a barbecue, typical barbecue. You got steaks, you got pork, you got chicken, whatever, right? So I noticed this guy. He's making his plate because I was right behind him. And then he gets he gets the, the meat. He puts the, the the potatoes, all that shit. Then he puts some salad on top. Then he proceeds to grab the ketchup and he puts the ketchup on everything as if it was a dressing and then would eat everything as if it was one big stew, I guess, so to speak. 
I almost puked in my mouth, man. I don't know if you're into that shit or not, but I don't know, man. Bother me. I'm not into it, but it doesn't bother me. <laughs> yeah, this, you'll 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 tend to know throughout the show that I, the little stuff really bothers me for some reason. I don't know why, and I can't let shit go too. That's the problem with me. I really can't let shit go. That's all right. What about tipping? When you go out for dinner and shit, and you're eating at a restaurant, like the etiquette for tipping? Because nowadays you got. Yeah, I'm a good tipper, but okay. I've dated a couple girls that are in the service industry. I have friends that are in the service industry. Uh, I was figured if you can afford to go out to eat, you can afford to tip good. That's just my opinion. Well, now they're saying that the customary, well, the minimum you should be tipping is 20% of your bill before tax. How much? 20%. I'm at that range pretty much. That's what I tip. It's 20%. Okay, so that's I think not... in the United States, I think in the, it depends which countries you're in, you know, because some of the, in the U.S., I don't know about in Canada, but in the U.S., the tips are definitely figured in with the wage because they don't have to pay minimum wage to service industry workers like that, you know? Yeah, so, it's, it's the same thing up here, up here in Canada. They get paid less than minimum wage, and then the tips yeah. is what brings them up, yeah. Exactly. And I could contest because I used to serve too when I was younger, so I was a server. So for all the people before they start hating me and I say this, this is the reason why I say this. So I tip usually, if, if again, if it's very good service and they do nothing wrong, 20%, sure, no problem. If it's mediocre, 15 if they do an absolute horrible job other than just bring me my food, then sorry, you're only getting 10 I, I always have to tip though. I'm not one of those guys that does not tip. But being a server, this is what, being on the other side, this is what the servers think and do with depending on how much you leave. So if you leave no tip or a shitty tip, you're called a cheapskate, correct? That's what the servers call you behind your back. Once you leave, oh, oh, fuck, I served hand and foot on this guy and he fucking left me only like two cents. What a cheapskate. Okay, but now that person's laughing because he still has his money. Now, when a person leaves you a big tip, as soon as they walk out that door, look at that fucking sucker. He gave me more than he had to. So they're never fucking satisfied. And I've went through this with everyone. So what I tell my wife when we go out is like, I'd rather be that sucker who they hate walking out the door with the money in my pocket than being called a fucking idiot and giving them money thinking I'm doing something good. You know what I mean? <laughs> so that's my reason for giving what I give, if that makes sense. <laughs> well, it does. It makes perfect sense. I have a friend who is a server too, and he is, he's actually a bad tipper. But that's because... He was a good server. <laughs> See? And he does not bad servers, so. Yeah, well, that's what it is. Like, you know, and again, who, uh, and I understand it's built into their bill, but again, it's the person's choice who's eating there, and they're the ones who are judging the person. Yeah, exactly. If you do a good job, you're going to get a good tip. So obviously, if you're not, well, mind you, again, there are just fucking stupid cheapskates out there. Like, like I said, I'm cheap on some stuff, but I try and be giving in other ways, right? Okay, I want to touch on this whole Dylan Dennis saga. What's going on here? You're trying oh, to... He's a little fucking bitch. That's what's going on. Okay, you want to get right into this. I was going to be polite and say you're trying to get a fight with him in, in Bellator, but if you want to go right off the bat, guns a blazing, go for it. Yeah. Oh, he's a dickless, dickless Dylan. That's, that's all I like to call him. Wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, hey, this is one of those kids who thinks he's... Thinks he's got something that nobody else has, and you know he just 
got caught up and you got caught up with the wrong, you know, got caught up in the wrong group of crowd, the wrong crowd, Conor McGregor crowd, and he just thinks right. you can go around saying what he wants, saying anything he wants, no repercussions, no consequences, and I mean, hey, that's not the case, dude. You just, especially in fighting, you know, this is a, this is a combat sport, you know, like, if you got a problem with somebody, you go and you tell them, you got a problem with them, of and course. you settle it. You know, you settle it. You, you let the leather sort it out, you know. But, no, here's what he does. And he goes, he talks shit to everybody, everywhere, you know. And then when he has a legitimate guy calling him out who he can legitimately fight, he tucks his tail between his legs like a little, like, little dickless Dylan. And, Whoa. you know, he's quiet, nothing to be said. You know, he's talking shit about guys that are in other promotions that he can't fight, you know. And, right. you know, talk about, oh, he's going to take any fight and, oh, he's a fucking big shit. No, he's a little bitch is what he is. So. Oh, my God. And he's blocked you on Twitter, so you can't even go at him. Yeah, I know. It's like when I first started, I was like, well, man, I know he's got to say something here eventually. You know, it's like he talks a real tough game. And it was like, hey, you know, speaker fight be a good fight for him he can get a win against a legitimate fucking dude who's got a real record instead of the last chump he fought who's one in three i mean no disrespect to max humphreys you know what i mean but it's like hey dylan is trying to act like he's uh you know oh i'm the goat i'm the goat that's what you are so oh my god why don't you tell us how you really feel man fuck Yeah, I know, right? No, that's perfect. I love it. Well, again, you know what I mean? That's why I was drawn to you. Like, I, I saw you on Twitter, and someone retweeted something of yours, and then I went to go see what you were all about, and then I watched some of your fights, and I'm like, this dude's pretty legit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he is who he is. He's not putting on a face. He's not trying to be something he's not. He's not putting on the suit and playing the politics card. He just wants to go in there, fight, get a win, and get the fuck out. You know what I mean? You're doing your job. Whereas you have all these guys who want to be movie... Yeah, exactly. You have all these guys who want to be movie stars, who want to work for ESPN, who want to sit beside Joe Rogan. And you know what I mean? It's like, come on, man. Like, I don't know about you. Obviously, well, I do know about you because you're pretty pretty much the same way I think. You could see these fake people a mile away. I don't know who they're trying to fool. Dennis is one of them. them. He just claims to be all these things. He's not. He's a good grappler. I'll give him that. But, I mean, he's a mediocre fighter right now at best. That's why Bellator won't put him against anybody legitimate. Anyways, you know, they're building him up. They know he's not what he says he is. I know he's not what he says he is. He knows he's not what he says he is. That's why he's got me blocked on Twitter. <laughs> wow. That's hilarious when one fighter blocks another one on Twitter. That, that to me, I don't know. It says Especially something. Especially when a Dylan Danis blocks... <laughs> Well, for everyone's sake, because I would love to watch that fight, I hope it does happen, and all the best of luck to you in your pursuit of your happiness, I guess, so to speak. (laughs) But yeah, I'd I'd love definitely to see in any organization. I wouldn't care where it's at; it doesn't matter. I think it's it it would be a good fight, regard. Just like the build up. Look at this. Like you know what I mean. This is just one sided. Imagine if you guys, well, knowing what you're gonna say, you're gonna say Dickless would never be in the same room, but it'd be very one sided. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Pulling guard and just fucking stupid little face bashed in. <laughs> but again, you see, UFC now is a business where even the lead up makes money for the promotion, right? So it's the whole package, so to speak. So to me, it doesn't only start or end in the cage. It's sort of before and after too, right? That's right. 
Okay, what about watching TV or movies? You into any of that, or are you just gaming and training? Nothing, eh? Not up to date to nothing? Um, in movies, I like watching movies. I haven't seen Avengers yet, so... Okay, we'll Maybe keep it quiet. No yeah. problem, I'll keep it quiet. <laughs> I'm going to see shortly, but I haven't seen Avengers yet. But I've seen almost all the Marvel movies. Still haven't seen Black Panther yet. That's one of them that I haven't seen. Oh, well, okay. Um, that they, oh, I don't think I've seen... I haven't seen the Spider-Verse one either, like Into the Spider-Verse or whatever. Like oh, yeah, I just, actually, I just watched that one a few days ago. It's not too bad. It has nothing to do with the universe, so to speak, but it's still a good standalone, for sure. Yeah, 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 so... But no, I, uh, but as far as TV goes, I'm not really into that anymore either. When I came down here to start training the first time too, that was one of the things that was a huge time kill for me. Right. And I was like, hey, it's just, you know, it doesn't serve any purpose. So I was just like, yeah, just get rid of it right now. So that was a good thing I did. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. For some people, it could, like, I even noticed with me and my wife now, there's some days where it's like, okay, we have way too much on our fucking Netflix queue, are we ever going to get through? It seems like a struggle just to get to a show you want to watch because you don't want to miss anything because everyone talks about everything. And I guess that's the problem of having a sort of nine-to-five job too where you're always in the car driving and people are talking about the shit nonstop. Whereas in your line of work where you could just go to the gym and people are talking about gym shit or like whatever, like personal shit instead of gossip. I'm at the gym too, you know what I mean? Oh, do they? Yeah. Fighters are people too, you know, so they're... Oh, Game of Thrones. And I was just going to say, yeah. All that shit, so. I guess you're not a Game of Thrones fan then, right? I am. I was originally, but the first two seasons I seen, but that was it. So. Oh, okay. So you have no idea. All right. Oh, it is what it is. It's good. Again, I guess, like I said, I guess it's more for that, what they call, what is it, the nuclear, nuclear family, where you got the nine to five, the two kids, you sit around the yeah. TV, eat dinner every night, right? So I guess that's what it's, and that's why, you see now the millennials going towards the streaming shit because that's I think that's such a time saver too. Just watch what you want to watch when you want to watch it. Who fucking cares? So what's on top for you coming up other than trying to get a fight with uh, Dickless over there? Uh, well, you know, I mean, I got um, well, my manager is talking with uh, with has been in talks with Bellator, so just, nice. uh, waiting for yeah, waiting waiting for something to open up. I'm actually also uh, on a short PFL uh, waiting list too. Okay. Reserve replacement list. So, um, but yeah, if, if uh, none of that stuff pans out, I mean, we're just going to pick up something somewhere in the next couple months just to get back in there and, you know, start doing a little more promoting, uh, uh, get a win, get back in the winner's column, get a good win under the belt, uh, get a couple good wins under the belt and make a, make a run for another promotion. So, that's awesome. That's good to hear. Now, of all the cities you fought in, what's been your favorite city? Like, not the whole atmosphere, like from start to finish, like the nightlife, the actual arena, the, the cage, everything. Where was your favorite place to fight? I guess it's pretty. MGM Grand is pretty sweet just because it's MGM Grand. Of course. Got a lot of fight history. So, that was, uh, I'd have to say, that was probably, probably my favorite. Yeah. Playboy Mansion was pretty awesome, too. But, That's true. um, I got so bombed after the fight that I don't remember anything. So it's one of those, you know, I mean, how much fun can you have when you don't remember anything? So, Well, maybe it's for the best because maybe you don't want to remember. 
I'm sure I do. That's the thing, though. Oh, that, oh, that's true. You are at the Playboy. It's not like you're at some frat party or something. Yeah, exactly. That makes sense. <laughs> okay, I was reading this the other day, too. What about... I always say I would do the right thing, but again, being in an instant and the way people think and depending on what type of day you're having. So in Michigan, a, someone returned $30,000 that went flying out of a back of like a Brinks truck or something. And they actually went to the cop station, returned every single note, didn't, add, didn't want a reward, didn't want anything. Now, I was in my slums when I was younger, when I left home at a young age and everything. During that time, I think I would have kept the money. Now that I'm okay with my wife... What do you think you would do? Fucking well, A, I'd keep it. <laughs> Why not, right? For sure I would. What would be the first thing you'd buy? First thing I'd buy? A dick for Dylan. Oh, my God. Jeez. That's awesome, man. I'm sorry. If he doesn't fight you now after that comment, there's nothing will bring him out to, to fight you, honestly. He ain't coming out. Don't worry, he ain't out. What's left for you to say? Yeah, he ain't <laughs> oh my god. You you threw me off with that comment. I don't even know what the hell I was gonna lead into next. So you know what? Let's go into the dumb laws game. Do you wanna play the dumb laws game here? Sure. So I'll I'll give you four dumb laws. You could take your time, there's no rush here. You could we could read them out, whatever, and you gotta choose which one is the correct dumb law there in the United States of America. Alright. So no particular order. One of these are actually uh, a real dumb law. Any dumb laws? Uh, the th- three of them are made up. One is actually real. Okay. All okay. Right. So we'll start off here. In Colorado, it is illegal to take drugs and have anal sex at the same time. You being in Florida, you might know this. In Florida, it is illegal to dance while wearing a hat. In Louisiana, it is illegal for a man to have a fish as a pet. Or, is it from your home state in North Dakota, it is illegal to lie down and fall asleep with your shoes on? Which one is true? Yes. Which one is still actually enforced and you could get a ticket for? Read them again quickly. Colorado, illegal to have to take drugs and have anal sex. Florida, illegal to dance with a hat. Louisiana, illegal for a man to have fish as a pet. Or North, North Dakota, illegal to lie down and fall asleep with your shoes on. The first one. Nope, you could take as much drugs as you want and have as much anal sex at the same time. That's, that's fair game. <laughs> oh, okay. Which one then? It's your home state, my friend. You cannot fall asleep with your shoes on in North Dakota. You will get a ticket for it and get fined. <laughs> I'll bet you all... I'm sure you've broken that law. I'll bet you could, but I'll bet you won't. <laughs> oh, shit. See, hence the term dumb laws. <laughs> that's a dumb one. Oh. That's a good one. <laughs> when it's all said and done with you, what do you want people to remember you for? How about that? Yeah, I don't know. I guess uh, if they got to think about it, I mean, and I got to think about it, you know. <laughs> and I probably wasn't worth remembering, so. 
but like in a perfect world you know what i mean you want to be remembered as like the best fighter of all time the the best husband slash boyfriend the best father like what what do you what do you want to leave your mark on this world i don't know i never really you know i don't know doing something nice for somebody so you're just one of those guys too that just takes it one day at a time correct i would assume that's right and if you weren't fighting what would you be doing instead of fighting Fuck. <laughs> Working, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously, buddy. But in what? Though? What do you? What, would you? Are you guys that want to get your hands dirty? Like, in, well, I'm in real estate right now, so okay. So then, there you go. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna stay in the real estate business. But now, can you see you doing that full time all the time, though? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, you can. Okay, so then there you go. Perfect. <laughs> I don't know what else to say, but check this guy out. Follow him on Twitter. He's Leo the Lion Kuntz. And that's Kuntz because some people don't know how to pronounce it. I'm sure you've gotten cunts. Am I correct? Oh, yeah. All the time. <laughs> now, do you take it as as pride or, or do you get offended when people call you cunts? I don't really give a shit. It is what it is. See, I still see. I get the little things. I get pissed off when people mispronounce my name still. I don't know why. It just uh, pisses me off. Uh, all right, so let them know where they could find you or where you want them to follow you. Yeah, anything I'm up sure and coming? You guys follow me on uh, my Instagram is at King Kuntz, K U N T Z. And then also my Twitter is at Leo Lion MMA. So yeah, get on there. I also have Facebook and I just started a YouTube channel. Um, I'm still oh, working perfect. on that right now, it's in its infancy. Uh, I'm going to be some um, um, demonstrational videos up on there show you guys how to defend yourselves those types of things that's gonna it's gonna be a little while though it's a project i'm currently working on but uh yeah get on my twitter get on my uh, instagram give me a follow let's be friends there you go and yes he is a good guy to follow and again he doesn't pull any punches he says what's going on he says what's on his mind and you know it's not a suit or a manager or someone else running his account that's for sure <laughs> And for myself, you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Finger Styles. You can follow the podcast on Twitter, the podcast app. Email us your thoughts, suggestions, comments, whatever you want to spew negative or positive. I like them all at the podcast app at gmail.com. And obviously subscribe, rate, review on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Spotify, iHeartRadio. And support the sponsors, BlackBeltCBDProducts.com. Use promo code ThePodcast25. PoppyApparel.com. Use promo code THEPODCAST with a capital D. Go to podbros.com. Click on their Amazon banner and it helps them out, which also helps me out. And if this is the first time listening to the show, thanks to Leo being on. I appreciate it. Go back. I've had former UFC guests as well. I've had Elias Theodoro. I've had Bubba Jenkins on. I've had Patty Pimblett for all you Europeans. I've even had the one and only Heat on Gracie on. So go back, check on those episodes. I've had them all. And if you're into wrestling, I've had wrestlers. If you're into comedians, I talked to a lot of comedians as well. So go check out prior episodes. Thanks for tuning in. Leo, it's been a blast. Appreciate it. Hopefully we can hook up soon in the future. Once you kick Dickless's ass, maybe. Right. Hell yeah, we'll get back on here. Chop it up. Perfect. Sounds great, my friend. Take it easy. On that note, he's Leo. I'm Steve. This is the podcast. Peace. Peace.